Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Well, being successful at running your own business is, uh, is an uphill battle. It's certainly much easier than ever to start your own business with uh, the ability to create your own website, uh, people having the opportunity to work from home, use social media and the web to promote and even conduct transactions. There really are fewer and fewer barriers to getting started. Uh, welcome back to our podcast, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And today our topic will address an often overlooked concept, um, not only for new businesses, but even those who, who have been operating successfully for some time, as we discuss trademarks. I'll be joined by uh, the, the managing partner of Lavelle Law, Attorney Ted McGinn, uh, which always serves as a good indicator that a uh, thoughtful discussion will follow, and this uh, should be no different. So good afternoon, Ted. How are you today? I'm doing good, Jim. How are you? Fine, thanks. Thanks. Um, so let us begin here with uh, perhaps just a, a legal definition of what a trademark is and, and what's the purpose? What is it really designed to serve? Well, a trademark is designed to identify the source of a product or service. It can be a word. It could be a design, some sort of fanciful shape. Uh, it could be uh, colors. It could even be sounds. So you got a number of possibilities. It could be a combination of all of those items rolled up in one. You know, a word, common word trademark would be Target, for instance, in a uh, you know, retail mm-hmm. store. The design, obviously, very recognizable at Target. You have that Target-looking symbol and the color, of course, red uh, that they use predominantly throughout the store. All those serve as, as trademarks to a certain extent. Then sound, you know, as you, know, you watch television programs, you know, uh, you know, jingles that are made by mm-hmm. uh, different providers of products, and you know, uh, so sound can also be a trademark. But it, but the commonality between it is it has to identify the source of a product or service. And are there any limitations on what can be trademarked? Uh, you mentioned, you know, just a, a word alone could be could be trademarked or a, you know, a particular phrase or slogan. Some sometimes those might be very common. Are there certain restrictions as what you couldn't trademark? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I for example, generic terms cannot be a trademark. So, for example, if you're in the business of producing, t- you know, shoes, you couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, as a trademark use the word shoe to be your trademark. The, it's a generic term for the product that you're selling. If, if you're able to get a trademark for that word, it would give you an unfair advantage over other you know, producers of shoes in, in, the, in the industry. So generic terms uh, cannot be a trademark. Uh, in addition, uh, descriptive terms uh, are resisted by the United States Patent and Trademark Office to be trademarks. When I say descriptive, it's a term that somehow describes some feature uh, of the product in question. So, uh, for example, you know, televisions, when they were being produced, uh, you may recall the, the Sharp brand televisions. Mm-hmm. That is a descriptive term, the word Sharp. Uh, you know, obviously, when you want television, you want a Sharp picture. Uh, 
So that word is, um, you know, a descriptive term like that cannot be a trademark until that word has gained secondary meaning. And when I mean, when I say secondary meaning, it, it, it's a term that has now kind of gained acceptance in the industry and, and amongst, um, you know, the, the population that this word in, indicates a producer of a product in question. So descriptive terms, generally you can't get a trademark for a descriptive term. Um, then you get on down uh, to suggestive terms, characteristics, you know, that those can be trademarked. And, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, like, for example, Citibank, you know, that sort of phrase, uh, you know, that's kind of su- suggestive of, uh, you know, banking, of course. But you have that kind of um, you know, city that's adjacent to that. Um, on the other end of the, expre- the spectrum, when you start looking at what can be a trademark, what cannot, you know, what can- what's a good trademark, you get to arbitrary. Um, so that would be like a word that has common meaning, but it's completely unrelated to the product or service in question. For example, Apple computers, you know, the word mm-hmm. Apple, you know, that's a common term, um, but it's associated with computers. So that's perfectly acceptable word for a trademark. Now, if I was in the business of selling apples, I couldn't get a trademark for the word apple. You see the difference? Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, and then you get into what is known as fanciful terms. Fanciful would be something that is completely made up, an invented word that doesn't exist in, until you create it. Like, for example, Kodak or Exxon for fuel and, and oil. You know, that mm-hmm. term Exxon is completely made up. Uh, so those are perfectly fine and, and, and serve as great trademarks. And on, another concept to understand is that some trademarks can eventually become generic terms. So they may start mm-hmm. out as a perfectly fine trademark, but just because of how it's used and, and the popularity of the word in question, over time it becomes generic. So uh, a very common example would be the word aspirin. You know, that is a, uh, at one point was a trademark, and it's it's for that pain reliever. You know, you, you it's a chemical mm-hmm. compound mm-hmm. that serves as a pain reliever, and and the the, the technical name is not aspirin. It's, it's a, you know, it, but that was a trademark. But now, when somebody wants pain relief, often they say, give me an aspirin. Right. So there's right. some general concepts to keep in mind when you're, when you're trying to think about what, what, what should I choose for a trademark. So you've given us some parameters there, um, and, and you reference a particular organization. Let's let's walk through the process. If I have a business uh, product, service, something that I, I would like to trademark, what, what do I have to go through to, to earn that? Good question. I mean, first of all, you have to understand that there are what is known as common law trademark rights. What that means is simply by using a word or mark in commerce, you start to gain rights to that trademark by doing nothing, just by using that mark in commerce. Now, the protections you have with common law usage in and of itself are limited. You don't have the scope of protection you're going to get with registration, and we'll talk about that in a second. But under common law, once you start using that mark in commerce, you have rights to that mark in the geographic area where you're using that mark and for that 
product or service in question. So, so it's kind of a narrow scope of protection you have under common law. Now, mm-hmm. what we would recommend is taking an additional step, and that would be registration. And you can register either with the state, you know, state of Illinois, for example, or whatever state you happen to reside in, or you can go further and register with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, and you know what's best is kind of a f- function of you know where you plan to be operating, where you're going to conduct your business. And generally, re- national registration seems to be the best, especially in this day and age of online retail. You, you know, most people have the ability to kind of reach out to a national marketplace. You know, back you know you know 20, 30 years ago. You may limit your your customers to those that who literally come inside your store, but today mm-hmm. with the internet, you can sell to anyone in, throughout the country, even throughout the world, for that matter. So that's why a a registration with the United States Patent and Trademark Office is is probably the best way to go. And there are a few steps to register. You have to uh, submit an application with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, and in addition, you have to submit a specimen of the mark, and that's just an, an actual real-life example of that mark being used mm-hmm. in commerce. You know, if it, if it could be maybe advertisement you put in the newspaper. It could be a brochure that describes the product or services in question, but, of course, having the mark on the brochure. Um, but it has to be some sort of example of you actually using the mark in commerce. And then if it's a design mark, you know, which has some sort of fanciful design element to it, you would have to submit the drawing with your application as well. Okay. Um, and I just want to share with folks here who may be listening, especially business owners, if, you, if you'd like to pass this podcast along to someone else who uh, who may find uh, value here, it can be downloaded anytime from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or the Lavelle Law website at lavellelaw.com. Uh, and it's true of any of our past podcasts from the last few years. Today we're we're talking to Lavelle Law Managing Partner Ted McGinn, and uh, we've got a number of past discussions with him in, in our archives as well. Um, we're kind of covering a lot of ground here, and it's, it's great information, Ted. Now, you, you talked about common law, and you used the term then registration through the state or, or federal authority. Um, we will see that... Um, uh, circle with the R. I assume that's what registered is, or a TM above a name. Uh, do you have to have someone's uh, have that authority granted by one of those organizations to to put those on your marks? Yeah, the TM is just you're indicating to the world that this particular word or design is being used as a trademark, and you can you can go ahead and do that whether you register the mark or not. But then, mm-hmm. if you do in fact file the application with the United States Patent and Trademark Office and obtain the registration, that's when you use the R with a circle around it. And are those are those uh rights uh permanent then or do they have to be renewed on a regular basis? The, there are some post uh registration maintenance steps that you have to take. Um you have to you know you want to renew the trademark registration uh, after six years, and then and then thereafter, there's some other steps you got to take. So the, the, there are some post-registration maintenance steps you have to take. 
Okay. Now we've got just a couple minutes left, and I'm going to go in a direction here that I'm sure could be a whole other podcast uh, on its own, but let's just get a, a glancing look at it here. If if I have this, I've gone through this, and I feel that in some way my ownership has been violated, You know, what steps do I take? And, and in doing that, do I have to prove that there are some damages before I even begin the process of trying to get some retribution? Yeah, well, you're, getting, you're touching on the subject of infringement. Uh, you know, what happens sometimes is, you know, you uh, a person or company may go out there, invest some time and money and energy in promoting a product and associating that product with a word or mark or trademark. And what can happen is a competitor could come out there and try to palm off their products as being that of somebody else, but then they, they sell it and they keep the proceeds. That's classic infringement. Um, so if if you feel that your mark is being infringed upon and and a competitor is trying to trick the the marketplace, then you you have certain legal rights. And the first step, I would you, you, obviously I think you need to have an attorney, but they would send a cease and desist letter to that party who is infringing on your trademark rights. And then if they continue to use the mark and infringe upon rights, you can file a lawsuit. Uh, seeking both an injunction to stop that from happening and or recovery of damages. You know, if your reputation has been damaged, if somebody out there is using or selling products under your mark, but it's substandard quality, you could really harm and damage your reputation and really hurt your business uh, and lose customers. So, So you have certain rights that you can take. One thing I want to point out real quickly uh, by registration with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, it does give you a, a couple additional benefits. Number one, it creates a prima facie case that you have legitimate ownership of that trademark in question. And then number two, it allows you to recover your attorney fees, which is something that's very important. Litigation can get very costly. And if you, you know, if somebody is infringing on your mark, you may be able to sue them and sue them successfully obtain a judgment against them for damages, but then if you have to spend a lot of money in your lawyer fees, you're not really totally made whole. So that's why registration mm-hmm. can be very important. It gives you that right to recover your attorney fees in addition to your damages. Well, uh, as I expected coming into it, a great conversation with Attorney Ted McGinn of Lavelle Law. I want to thank Ted for being here today and, and sharing time as we talked about trademarks. Uh, much appreciated, as always. Um, we, of course, uh, run up against the clock each week here, but uh, we certainly look forward to having you come back to join us. As I mentioned, LavelleLaw.com is a great place to pick up all of the past podcasts. You can also get them off of iTunes. Um, you'll find many conversations with Ted and other colleagues from Lavelle Law. And we'll look forward to uh, having you join us as we appreciate your time each week as we continue legal conversations here on Chicago's Legal Latte. <laughs>